Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. You know, there's a widening wealth gap between the haves and have-nots. Many of us feel it more than ever. So which side of the divide are you on? And how do you bridge that gap? And gain greater economic control, freedom, and security for yourself in a world that seems to be out of control. That's why we created this show, Closing the Wealth Gap, the only show with weekly workable tips, ideas, and suggestions for average income earners like you on how to regain control of your financial future. With the man who's helped many, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, Paul. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, I tell you what, it's the new year in 2019. I'm already scared. I'm looking at turmoil in the markets. I'm looking at political chaos, shutdowns. I'm looking at uh, trade wars with China. And everywhere I go, people are saying, look out, look out, something's coming, slow down, recession. I'm hearing the same talk, the same, and I call it chatter, the same chatter. And it's scaring the hell out of me. It's scaring a lot of people, a lot of people, and, and they're reacting to it. But here's the thing. This show today is going to be about my ultimate success formula. And what I what that means is that people will they tend to react to the circumstances. They tend to react to the form. How can you not when you everything you pick up everybody and, and it it's funny how it starts a wave. I, I would say a month ago before the holidays. Yeah, there's been a little persistent thing. The stock market may be a little, you know, getting a little old and the feds are raising the rates. Okay, we're going to have some sort of gradual easing and things. But, hey, uh, Chapman locally here, um, uh, uh, Cal State Fullerton came out with their report a month or so ago and said, hey, don't don't fear it. We got 2019 strong. You know, maybe 2020, whatever, you can look at some things. But 2019 was looking strong. All of a sudden, in a month, the stock market went through some wild gyrations. The federal government shut down. Um, China and uh, the U.S. said, we're not sure what's going to happen in the trade war thing here. Fed says they're not going to sure what they're going to do. And we got all this crazy information. Jobs are up, but manufacturing report was down. I- I'm In a month, I have seen so much chaos and confusion hit the news that I don't know what to do with it. Well, I tell you, wealthy people... It doesn't matter if the stock market is going up, going down. So you have your own personal economy that you manage. I only laugh because you're right. You said earlier before the show, hey, you know, whether the market goes up or down, whether the economy slows or grows, the top 5% knows how to make money. Exactly. And it doesn't matter whether it's going up, whether it's going down. So here's the thing. Stop focusing on the circumstances because you create, you create your reality. You create your reality based on what you think, the ideas that you that you act on, that you manifest. So the issue is when you begin to it's based on suggestions. And if you hear something long enough or enough times, you begin to believe, say, hey, wait a minute. Look out. Look, look out. out. Here, look it's out. Coming. And so it's almost like saying that, you know, fear, fear can actually kill a person faster than a bullet. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. People, you know, you can you can find somebody and say, hey, you know, hey, Tom, how you doing, man? You, you don't look too well today. Tom was feeling fine before you make their suggestion. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, what, what's wrong? <laughs> now he's, he's in the bathroom, <laughs> look, checking his eyes, you know, and it's like, you know, well, I do have this cough, you know. But it goes back to the underlying premise of this show. How do you gain control? How do you close the wealth gap? And for many of us, we feel like we have no control. We are at the control mercy of others. We're at the mercy of these market forces. We're at the mercy of the political forces. We're at the mercy of uh, consumer confidence. We're at the mercy of all these things that I can't change, and all I can do is try and adapt and write, a lot, write them out. But Paul, that's the nature of this show is to, is to get people to change their perceptions. Because when you start thinking that you don't have control, if you, you're losing control, that's a mindset. See, the day is neutral. Every day on this planet is neutral. It's neither mm-hmm. good nor bad. What makes it good or bad? Your attitude, your perception. But aren't there? But aren't there? There's some circumstance. I mean, if I got hit by a car today, that would be God forbid. That'd be a bad thing. But you, but accidents don't just happen. Really? They don't. It's a cause and effect relationship. So when you do find an accident, there's an examiner or or an investigator trying to figure out what caused this accident so that we can stop it from happening again. And clearly, as the wealthy do, we have another uh, investment show that talks about real high-level investments, um, you know, hedge fund kind of stuff that we're not, you and I don't have access to. And one of the things is they do, they hedge against downturns. So they they're for every up or down cycle, there is a correct move. All it means is that they're betting on both sides. Yeah, right. They're exactly. betting on both sides. They're betting on black and red and roulette. Yes. You know? <laughs> Why? Because they have enough money to do it. Just like um, going to Vegas. You know, right. the house is never going to they're never going to lose. Why? That's true. Why? They're playing the odds, they, and they know what the odds are. Right. And so I'm just saying that. So for example. I'm not sure I can quite go there where you're saying that if a, a car accident happens tomorrow to me, somehow there's a, you know, I, I brought that on myself. I don't know if I quite believe that. But maybe I did because I wasn't paying attention or I was afraid or whatever. But there are ways to hedge against that. So I have car insurance, for example. So I'm not without a car if my car gets disabled. I have health insurance. Um, I have other sorts of uh, protective measures I put in place uh, to uh, prevent big losses but I don't have many protective things in place to take advantage of big gains. Well, go back go back as far as the accident or the car accident or somebody got hit by a car or whatever. And like you said, right. sometimes people lose focus. They're text messaging. They're on the phone. Oh, yeah. They missed a sign. They, you know, they, they didn't see that the, the, the light was, was turning red. It was yellow. And they decided to take a chance and go blow through the intersection. And at the same time, somebody else is trying to jump the light because they're late for work. Right. So I'm just saying that in accidents, the, to me, there's no such thing as an accident. These are results of, of a cause. Well, let me give you another example. Let's, let's get real here. Yeah. Um, we live in a, pol- a very chaotic political time right now here. Uh, no question about it. You know, every day, chaos, controversy, confusion uh, seems to reign. Uh, and whether you like him or not, there's a president who seems to thrive on that and seems to uh, invigorate him. It, it certainly it energizes his base. I, I don't. I'll admit I'm not one of them. But uh, I, and it's I driving the economy right now. But they're driving the economy right now, and it's based on fear. Fear of a change in America, fear of loss of greatness, fear of loss of manufacturing, fear of changes that are out of people's control. And the manifestation of that isn't just an angry political body that says, we're tired of change. I didn't vote for change. I don't want change. I don't want anything to change. 
take a look at the opiate and the suicide. For the first time in my lifetime, the average uh, life expectancy went down. It went down. It's dropping. Not because people are getting sicker suddenly, but because people are dying because of stress and heart attacks and suicide. The tenth, the, and and all of those go to um, uh, tension, anxiety, fear, and a feeling of hopelessness. I can't control things. As far as people dying in the United States, suicide is tenth on the list. Yeah, it's I mean, tenth on the list. Right. So when people well, talk a about a totally preventable one, you right. would think. You so know. when people talk about fear, like we said, this 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 atmosphere of fear is is permeate, per, uh, permeating yeah, right. yeah, our society right now a lot of times when you look at fear you think with well, opposite side of fear is is courage mm. but actually it's confidence say that again all right so because you would think there are those we're all standing in a foxhole and we're afraid we're going to get shot somebody's courageous and jumps up and says let's go that's right but you're saying it's it's more than just blind courage when it comes to the economy it's confidence it's consumer confidence yeah. that drives the, the economy we our dollar is based it's a fiat currency which means it's made right it's made now, up right. based on what consumer confidence or the faith the good faith of the united states treasury but then doesn't that then that seem i'd argue that that argues that that makes my point my fear even deeper because i can't control com- consumer confidence that's a there's a fancy word, ephemeral. That, that's something that just goes with the wind. You right. Know, so it, money, money is movement. Money, is, we call it currency. So it's it's constantly flowing. Well, you know, I never so, say that. I said, boy, you got another one today here. Cops, money is currency. Of course, it's currency. But what else is a current? Like an electric current. That's right. So it's flowing. Or, or a, a river has a current to it. That's right. So who is it in in time in good times and bad times? That five percent is still going to make them money. Because they're moving it around. Because they're moving it around. So who, based on that currency and based on money being moving, it's always in motion, the people that has to have the, 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 the great amount of confidence are going to do best. They're going to do better. Why? They're not, they're not driven based on emotion and fear. They're using logic. They're using statistics. They're using um, uh, their, their own paradigms. Well, and, and communities like you've put together of other experts of people who are smarter than we That's are. That's telling I, people to, hey, look, calm down. Calm down. Take a look at your situation. Take a look at your, your portfolio. Take a look at your plan. And are you are, are you hitting the numbers? Are you hitting the mark based on what your projections and your goals are? And if you and if you are, stay the course. So let's go back to the, you just hit another one here. My father's favorite uh, thing. You know, if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. That's right. Or the reverse one, you know, or the other one he always hit me with is, you know, uh, plan your work and work your plan. And wh- it's, and it's just that basic, and it's just that simple. But we don't have a plan. But when you when you're in, when you're operating, I'm trying to survive day to day. When you're operating in fear, and you don't have a plan, now you become anxious, yeah. and you and you and the, the anxiety starts to set in, and now you're open to suggestions, and now again, if you hear that same lie over and over and over again, you begin to believe it, yeah, whether it's true or not, right? And then you begin to act on it, meaning that your circumstances are now dictating. How you should respond the versus self-fulfilling prophecy. Self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose, and I start to do things that make sure I'm going to lose. Well, today I want to share with people. I call it my ultimate success story. Okay. And what it does, it keeps you focused. It keeps you on track. Now, I, I do want to give a little bit based on a background as far as uh, 
how I got to where I am. Okay. Um, yeah, who are you? Who are you to tell me this uh, ultimate formula for success? I tell you what. See, growing up as a kid, uh, we used to go to church every Sunday. Okay. Uh, in my community, that's just something that we did. We went to church every Sunday. And I still do. i got to tell you. I, I'm, I'm a good Irish Catholic. I still do. And th- th- we, you know, we read this book. You know, it's the Bible. We went to Sunday school. You went to regular church. Uh, you went to evening church. And you, we read this Bible. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, um, I decided, well, hey, look, maybe I don't need to go to church as much. And so I started looking at different authors, different like whether it was Napoleon Hill mm-hmm. or whether it was um, uh, Earl Nightingale or whomever. With the, these people that had these success philosophies. Every time I began to read their books, it kept going back to this one book, the Bible, based on the principles that was in this Bible. So this that, Bible that you knew very well, that I knew very well, that I just didn't really connect the dots until I began to listen. Well, to you didn't other see speakers. it as a li- you saw it as a as a uh, spiritual guide. You didn't see it as necessarily a life planning guide. Exactly. So the issue is, all of these guys are saying the same thing. Everything begins with thought. It, it begins with a thought. It begins with a vision. It begins with what the Bible says: a word. And so once that word in the beginning, there was the word and the word became flesh. Yes, the word became flesh. Now, what is that? That, That's the same thing as saying cause and effect Mm -hmm. or energy became matter. I never thought of it that way. Okay. The energy became matter. The thought that you were thinking, it manifested itself. But there's a series of events that has to take place between sowing and reaping. We call it cause and effect. But there's a series, there's a cultivation period that has to take place. You mean you don't just throw the seed in the ground and then go back and sit on the porch and watch it grow? That's what we would like to do. But it just, <laughs> it, <laughs> you got to cultivate it. I got to till the soil. I got to, I got to pull the weeds. Everything. There's a pattern to everything. Just like we talked about the accident. There's a pattern. There's a formula. There's a recipe to everything. Just like uh, your grandmother may have had a, a special recipe for cakes or pies. Oh, she did. Yeah. And nobody could make them like her. No, never since. And you anticipated because you knew exactly what was what it was going to take like taste like because you know what, it tastes exactly the same time after time after time. Why? Because she never variated from her. Formula. And the funny thing is, she couldn't tell anybody. No, even, even her daughters, my mother, she couldn't really tell her what she did. I mean, you were hundred. I mean, you were completely on with my grandma. She was the baking queen. And she, for fun, she would say, let's stitch a pie together, she called it. And my God, it was the greatest pies I've ever had in my life. Now, yeah, I know some of it was homemade. She really rolled the dough and did all these right. things you don't do. But she just, it, it, she'd done it so long and so often that she did it without thinking. It became a permanent pattern of her life. She could do that anytime. She, and you're saying people can do that with money? They do and, the same thing with money. They do the same thing with wealth. And the 5% are masters at it. They're following a recipe. They're following mm-hmm. a formula. They're following a combination. It's almost like me having a combination, a combination lock and I give you the lock and I tell you, open this lock. But I never gave you the combination. Yeah, no, I'm just spinning endlessly here. Right. So now, guess what I do? I give you the combination, but I I don't give you the right sequence, which is called syntax. I don't tell you the right order and sequence to turn the knob. So even though you have the lock, even though you have the combination. I don't know. Do I spin left or right? How many times I go around the dial? So now once I give you the order and the sequence, guess what? You have the lock. You have the combination. You have the order and sequence, so guess what? It's a miracle. The lock opens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have a, a four-year-old grandson, soon to be five, and 
one of the things that amazes me, being a grandfather for the first time, is everything I do for him, it's like I'm Mr. Wizard. And the funny, right. the, the favorite story I would tell, I'll just tell this quickly, is we're out in the back watering. I love to work in the garden. And you know, I fill up his little bucket, and he pours it out. And I fill it up again, he pours it out. And I finally said, well, here, pour it into this bucket. He was like, wait, the water didn't disappear. For four hours, it seemed like he sat and poured water from one bucket to another. Amazed. Grandpa is the greatest wizard of all time. When I do this, it disappears. But I put it into this magic container, it doesn't disappear, Mr. Wizard. Right. You know, we lose some of that as we grow older, that amazement, that wonder. Um, But uh, I wonder if there isn't some value in going back to that sort of childhood uh uh discovery well i tell you again i i went my my success philosophies started in sunday school Mm -hmm. (laughs) not where i would think uh entrepreneurs are born here maybe ministers or something right because that's where i got my foundation so as i as i began to gain experience and knowledge and understanding as far as how the world works it just I went all the way back to whereas, hey, I learned all this in Sunday school. I well, give us the principles. It. We're halfway through the show here. So we've we've set up the, the problem. Fear is more pervasive than ever. Hopelessness, lack of control. You're saying it starts with understanding how the universe works. Exactly. The word, the thought, the energy comes first. It comes first. And then you have to put some work into it. It doesn't just magically uh, appear, but if you have the right thoughts and the right uh, energy and you turn it in, focus it in the right avenue with the right combination. Well, the second thing you have to do is you have to to hear it. You have to hear it. Well, you're making this difficult. You have to perceive it. I wanted just the word to come down and descend in front of me, (laughs) and there it is, and a miracle happens. Well, there's a term in the Bible, and again, I'm not a a Bible scholar, I'm not an expert, but it says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm -hmm. So once you hear that word, and once once the word manifests, once once it, it comes forth, and you hear it, now you have a decision to make. You, your decision is whether you believe it or not. Yeah. It's whether you believe it or not. So now we've gone through three steps in the, in and the boys, process. Boys, you know, you, I'm sorry, you hit on another one. I I'm, I hope I'm, I'm probably not the only one that does this. It's hard for me to believe good things are going to happen, good news. It's so much easier to believe that bad thing. Uh, you talk about uh, religious traditions. Um, I looked into Buddhism once, and Buddhist, uh, the great Buddha says, what do you remember more, 10 good things or one bad thing? The bad right. things just seem to stick out. It's easy. If I say, if I go up and down the hallway here today and say, I'm a prophet, I've seen, I've seen the future, I'm going to tell you today is bad. People are going to nod and say, yeah, I can believe that. But Paul, or if I walk up and down the hall, how many of I say, the day is going to be good? How many of them go, yeah, I can believe that. More good things happen to you on a daily basis than bad things. That's the truth. That, That's the absolute truth. That but is what, the truth. Because if, if bad things happen all the time, I, I would make it. I mean, if I was just constantly being beat down and beat up and robbed and hurt and hampered, uh, I couldn't get anywhere. Well, we, we tend to get we tend to get lazy, Paul. Let me tell you, I was uh, I heard this one story. Uh, this traveling salesman, and uh, he was making house calls door to door, and he went to this one house, and it was a it was a hound dog on the porch mm-hmm. and the hound dog was moaning and groaning moaning and groaning <laughs> so the guy was still trying to have a conversation with with the owner of the house right but this dog kept distracting him he yeah. said well you know sir you know excuse me i don't want 
but I don't want to seem unprofessional. He said, but this, shut that dog up. Yeah, this dog, you know, what's wrong with this dog? He said, oh, don't worry about that dog. He's just over there laying down on a nail. <laughs> and I was like, what? He said, well, he's laying down on the nail, then why don't he get up? He said, it doesn't hurt bad enough for him to get up. It only hurts bad enough for him to lay there and moan and groan. <laughs> doesn't hurt bad enough. Boy, isn't that our life? You That's know, our life. Doesn't hurt bad enough. I'm laying on a nail and I know it, but all I can do is howl about it here. I used to... Um, I used to uh, run a whole lot more than I do now. And there was a guy, he used to, uh, he was a cyclist. And I'd be running and he'd be riding his bike. I'd be running and he'd be riding his bike. So finally, our, our paths crossed enough to where as we stopped and had a conversation one day. So he, based on him riding his bike, he was having problems in his hip. And uh, he was an older guy. He was like, well, yeah, my doctor told me that I had to have surgery. And so now I'm taking all this pain medica- medication and it's starting to affect, you know, my kidneys and stuff. Right. So the issue was that, I told him the same story about the hound dog, and two weeks later, he went in and scheduled a surgery. There you go. And guess what? A month later, a month and a half later, he's fine. Pain's gone. He's not taking as much pain medicine. So, again, we, we put ourselves in these situations to where it only hurts bad enough for us to complain about it instead of us acting and doing something about it. So how do we learn to be actors in our own lives here? How do we not be observers and audience waiting for the next horror scene to to hit us? It goes back to everybody is operating under these patterns. Psychologists call them habits, what they call them paradigms. So a paradigm is nothing more than a multitude of habits. So you get your, your behavior traits begin to dictate what you do and how you feel. Isn't there a book, The Habits of Highly Successful People? Or Absolutely. Seven, seven Habits or something? Yeah, yeah I think it's Stephen, Stephen Covey Stephen wrote Covey, that book. Right, yes. yeah, right. so, that, so it's not that the information is not out there, and it's not that we don't read this stuff. It's just we don't put it in, in a format to where we understand, just like a recipe. Or we don't hear it because we're not looking for it. We're hearing the negative and not the, the good, or we don't believe it. That's what I hear. That's goes, what I heard you say. So it goes back to the belief, and that's why I said, based on my my ultimate success story, what you do is it's, everything begins with the word. You hear it, and then the decision that you make is that you believe. So how did you believe? We're all kids. We all went to Sunday school. Most of us did, or some some sort of religious uh, upbringing. Some of it stuck, and some of it's left. Uh, with me, it stuck. Uh, maybe with you, it didn't stick as much, but or maybe for whatever reason, you know, we all believed. We all had some belief. They would tell us these wild stories of Moses and the miracles and all the stuff, and we believed when I was a kid. It's so later, only later on that we start to question and not sure we believe anything anymore. We have levels of belief. Mm-hmm. We have levels of belief, just like a, a dollar. A dollar can be broken down into a hundred pennies, four quarters. 10 dimes, 20 nickels. Those are levels of a dollar. So the issue is you still got the dollar or you still have that dollar based on your account, but you may only be using a dime or a nickel or a quarter at a time. Well, and when a bigger you, point is we a dollar is really not worth anything unless we all believe that we can get something for it. The minute we stop believing in that currency, this is worthless. I'm not going to get anything from this. It's monopoly money at that point. Yeah. That right. mean anything. It's almost like the same thing with cryptocurrency. And cryptocurrency. And, I was thinking yeah. the same thing right now. The only thing that creates any value in cryptocurrency is the belief. It's that, the belief system. Yeah. So it's the same pattern, Paul. That's what I'm saying. It's the same pattern. It's just, it's just a different book. Or it's just a different <laughs> arena. And it's just, it's not that, it's just like people coming out and they're, they're talking about certain truths. It's not that that principle hasn't existed for thousands of years. It's just your opportunity, it's your time to share that truth. But don't we sort of live in post-truth times? 
we, everything is fake news. Everything we doubt. If that's we what trust, you believe. We trust nobody anymore. Everybody's let us down. My priests have let me down. The politicians have let me down. The professional athletes have let me down. Uh, the movie star, whoever I look to for guidance, you know, uh, I seem to be on my own. I and seem to live in a post-fact world. Everything you just explained are external. Yeah. Every example that you just gave is is external. It's a byproduct. It's a result. Your life is driven from the inside out, not from the outside in. So if you decide to let those things throw you off, then you're going to reap what you sow. And I have to. And I I decided that the you great, decided the great. I'm going to be a little philosophical here. Uh, the great Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius. The Roman, I think he was a, a Roman emperor. Yes, yes, something. he was. Um, he, he, a quote I somebody gave me once, I've never forgotten it, said, you can't change what happens to you, but you can change how you react to it. Exactly. Every 100% of the time, just like you can't change people, people change themselves. Right. Same thing. It's so, a, how, so how do we change ourselves here? we got 10 minutes left. To give, me, give me the quick... Give me the quick pep talk or, or steps to to making some change in my life. The next step after you believe is that you have to work or you have to do it. Yeah. Because just like in, it is in the work. Bible, it, it, faith without works is what? It's dead. So the That's difference. true. That's true. Because right, it, it works works alone. If faith without the good works doesn't mean anything. You hear people talking. They'll talk about it. Uh, they'll talk a good game, but they're not doing anything. Well, I see it every week at church. Uh, everybody listens, and we all hug and sh and shake hands, and then we go out and cut each other off and flip each other off as we're trying to pull our race out of the parking lot here. <laughs> it lasts about that long. <laughs> exactly. So that 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 shows you your level of belief at that point. Because you're not manifesting. Belief. So first you got to have the word, the thought, the energy, the idea. Then you have to hear it. you got to hear it and believe it. And then believe it. And then you have to act on it. Okay. Good works. So after that, well, actually, the issue is you begin, you reinforce the action by speaking it. You know, that's a key. I'll give you another odd example. My mother had a brain injury late in life. She was struck by lightning of all the craziest things. Around. I've never known anybody struck by lightning and lived, but she did. Messed up her body bad. And one of the things she had to do to recover, she couldn't talk, she couldn't do lots of things, is she had to do what they called multimodality learning. For her to learn something, she had to read it, she had to write it, and then she had to say it out loud. Yes. If she didn't do those three steps, it didn't stick in her head. And it sounded silly, but she'd read it. You know, first she'd read it, and then she'd r physically write it down, which was hard to do for her. Yes. And then to speak it out loud, which sounded ridiculous. But when she did that, it manifested. It changed. It, it stuck with her. It probably took a Ph.D. 16 years to get the education and then created a practice to, to, to actually give somebody that principle when right. I learned the same thing in Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right, because you, you, you write it on the, they write it on the board, you write it on the board, and then you all say it out loud, and, you know, there's a certain... It's show and tell. Yeah. We used to have show and tell in school. Multimodality learning, they called it here. Okay. So, again, once you believe something and then you, you speak that word and then you act on it. So, what what Napoleon Hill called speaking is his auto-suggestion or self-suggestion. He wrote this book called The Law of Success. And he yeah. put, you know, he had famous this, book. Yeah. 
the and he the talked leaders, to, and for the, those who haven't seen it I'm so many people are familiar with it particularly business people but if you haven't seen it go look it out uh, I I've seen a copy of it, it he, he basically tried to study three people uh, I think it was Henry Firestone Henry Ford, Henry Ford. and um, I've forgotten Thomas Edison I Thomas think Edison right. yes and three of the most you know they were the Elon Musk's of their day you know they were the 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 Jeff Bezos, I mean, the Bill Gates, pick whoever you want. They were the the superstars in business in those days. And he, what, what made them tick? And apparently they were friends and actually got together and would brainstorm or kick ideas around. Right, and it was Andrew, Andrew Carnegie mm-hmm. that actually gave him the commission to actually do this. So he, oh, okay, he, to yes, study kind to of these study things. Him. So he set up the introductions. And so he studied these three very famous, highly successful people in three different areas altogether, two industrialists and one inventor. And out of that, he came up with some principles that he... 16 did. principles. Yeah. And he put it in a book, and the, the wealthy elite went crazy. Yeah. So he had to take the book off the market because he felt like, they, they felt like you're giving the straw away. <laughs> you're, you're just, you, you're letting, you gave everybody our formula. For our, success. For success. So what he did was he took it off the market, he repackaged it, and put it back on the market called in a book called Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, Think and Grow Rich. And it's since then, it's been the, the godfather of so many other self-help books, particularly business yes. books out there. So he'll tell you in Think and Grow, Think and Grow Rich, the that philosophy, that book centers, the core of that book is auto-suggestion, meaning that when you begin to, because you're, you're suggesting, it goes from the conscious mind to the subconscious. I can do it. I can do you it. You can, can do, do it. it. So the issue is, the, whether, whether it's conscious, doesn't matter. The issue it has to be subconscious in order for you to act on it. So it's the belief, the auto suggestion, or the self suggestion, which you have to speak it. Then you have to act on it. Then from from the action, thinking's not enough. Doing's not enough. No. You got to say it too. You got to have to say put it. Put it out loud. Sometimes people, it's like writing your goals out or speaking your goals or or putting yourself out there as people say i'm going to put myself out there i'm going to publicly commit to that's why we get married and stuff here we're going to publicly commit to these yes. things right yes i mean even the bible says take right take the vision and write it down you you write it down there's, there's, there's a there's a there's a reason there's a pattern there's a formula that's going on that most people don't know about sometimes they do it without even thinking about it but when you when you can't physically consciously do something your belief in that thing begins to increase because if i did it once i can do it again yeah right and so you've done it enough times now you're doing it in your sleep well we've done this enough for today um i think you've opened my eyes to the opportunities of uh not just reacting to the world but living in the world taking charge but before we sign off though that again once you act on something this is where people thought that this is what they, they fail paul they're good at starting stuff, but they're lousy at finishing. Boy, it's this time of year, uh, New Year's resolutions. Right. We all make them, and then they all fall by the wayside. Yeah, there was a guy on TV yesterday. He was just interviewing people. And that's, we're still in January, beginning of January. He, he, was, he was asking people, how, you know, you set this New Year's resolution, you know, and have you fulfilled it yet? Just like, have you started on it? No, I'm going to start on it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I'm going to start the diet tomorrow. But the issue is, once you once you make that decision, once you act on it you have to that you have to persist yes that's when perseverance kicks in and your persistence and your your perseverance will let you know how strong your belief 
in this whatever you're doing. And boy, isn't that the the history of religion in the Bible, in particular in general, persisting in the face of opposition. You know, uh, Jonah and the whale. You know, inside it's insurmountable. It's never ending. God, why are you doing this to me? Well, just keep persisting, and you'll find a way through and, it. Here. And, and there, there are even stories in there that say, well, this lady was went to this judge. He was judge was corrupt, but you know. He, you know, the reason he granted her requests because she wouldn't stop. She kept coming back. There's another story where, um, you know, the guy, he had some relatives over. He needed some bread. He went to the baker. The baker was closed. His kids were in bed. Um, You know, but the guy kept knocking on the door. So the the baker got up and gave him what he wanted because he knew he wasn't going to go away. Napoleon Hill said the same thing in Think and Grow Rich, where it was a little girl. She needed some 50 cents from uh, the, the guy was in the mill. Her mother wanted the 50, 50 cents. So the guy said, no, I'm not going to give you 50 cents. He turned around and went back to walk, working, and she was still there. Mm-hmm. So he turned back around and said, hey, didn't I tell you to get out of here? I'm not going to give you 50 cents. So he right. walked towards her in a in a very confrontational yeah. way. Get the hell out of here. But the girl, she stood her ground and said, my mother's got to have that 50 cents. So the mother actually gave her the suggestion to say, don't take no for an answer. Right. I need this 50 cents to take care of something. So what did the, the, the owner did? He reached in his pocket. He gave the, girl, gave the girl 50 cents. So the issue was that the moral to that story is that persistence is what gets us over the hump. Well, I hope people persistently listen to this show because you're definitely striking a drum, a beat, a thought that is not in the pop- popular mind right now. It's that we can adapt and grow once you and once she persists the manifestation takes takes effect and after after whatever whatever it is that you actually your goal once you've achieved that goal you have to rest mm. you have that's a part of the formula which most people miss they either they either rest too much or they don't get enough or they don't rest at all right just uh, you get the 50 cents go back and get another one hey we got to rest You've given me some food for thought. Perfect segue. All right. Um, Tell us how we get in touch with you if we want to learn more about your philosophy. You're going to go to www.tyronefrench.com or you're going to go to www.tyronefrench.app. And what you're really offering the world is an opportunity to think differently, uh, as, as you've learned to do, and the opportunity through you, your coaching, or the community you're developing to find others to help because it's not easy. You can't do it alone. You need help. You need support. It's why you go to the gym with a buddy. You know, it's pretty soon you, you need somebody motivating you, pushing you, holding you accountable, not just opening your eyes to new ideas, but helping you do it together. Well, Paul, I'm a voice in the wilderness. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm giving people another choice. And what they do with that choice, with the, the, the decision that they make. Can they hear it? They do make. they believe it? And do they take action on it? That's right. All right. We're going to take action right now and bring this one to a close. Take action. Give us your website one more time. www.tyronefrench.com. All right. Look forward to the next example of Closing the Wealth Gap. You've been listening to another example of Closing the Wealth Gap. One way to reprogram yourself to make more of opportunities, to make less of challenges, and to find a way to take control of your financial future.